Welcome to another edition of TM3 Impact. I'm super excited. I have Craig Smith, the Director of Corporate Partnerships here with us today. Craig, welcome to TM3 Impact, my friend. Tomas, great to be here, man. Looking uh, forward to this. Man, I'm looking forward to it. We, now, we started talking a little bit before, and I can't wait to get back on that topic, but we'll get back to that. All right, we had already did a yep. little pre-show talk. Um, Craig, we always start out, I want to know Cliff Note version how did you come to live in this amazing city, San Antonio, Texas? Wow. Wow. Great question. So I've lived in San Antonio since uh, February of 98. Okay. Yeah. Almost 24 years. And kind of my my birth date of San Antonio is, is originally from North Carolina. Okay. I was a NASCAR fan. And uh, I sat around with my buddies and I watched Dale Earnhardt win his one and only Daytona 500. Loaded up the U-Haul truck and moved out here the next day. So I've been here since February of 98 to take an operations job at the time with what was known as the Weston Texas Open. Weston Hotels was our title sponsor. Oh, interesting. Yeah. So, but, but okay, so college, what you studied, What tell me what you studied in college. Business. Business, business. degree? You, you know, unless you're going into science or engineering yeah. or something like that, yeah. you kind of default to business. Understand. And then you usually end up in sales. And yeah. so they said, hey, we've got a tournament, West Texas. Though, say it again. What was the name of it at that time? It was the, the Weston Texas Weston. Open. Yeah, when it was a okay. Weston Lock and Terra Resort. Yeah. Ah, okay. Yeah. So Weston Texas Open, you come out, and what were you going to be doing? What were they hiring you to do, sales? They were hiring me to do operations at the time. Ah, gotcha. And, 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 so, and so a little bit of back channel on that, Tomas. Um, grew up in North Carolina. Uh, went to NC State. My dad was an NC State fan. Jimmy V, all that kind of, of stuff. Love the Wolfpack. Um, Hated Tar Heels. <laughs> Hated Duke. Still don't like Duke. In fact, I can be a lifetime fitness and I'll have an NC State shirt on and somebody will come up to me and they'll go, hey, did you go to NC State? And I'll go, yeah. And they go, I went to Duke. And I usually say, yeah, State's a lot harder to get into these days. And they just walk away. So don't love really don't love the blue devils oh, at all i love yeah, it i yeah. love it so um so graduate you know with, with a two five in business okay and with a yeah. two five in business two you five. can do anything but yeah. you really can't do anything yeah, yeah so yeah, yeah. moved back to my hometown winston-salem north carolina yeah um got a job selling buicks because I'm, I'm pretty good with old people and as i get older i realize i'm really good with old people because yeah. i'm becoming one of those buick buyers yeah but um but anyway so i sold buicks for a couple of years okay and decided you know what to kind of shift gears, I want to get into sports marketing. Interesting. So I went and, and that was right after college or during college. That was two years after college. Two dollars. Okay, got yeah, it. Yeah, two years after college. Okay. Uh, and I'm not going to tell you what year I graduated from college. I've got plenty yeah. of gray hair, so I'm sure you can figure that out. Yes. But uh, anyway, so I got into. Uh, I went and talked to this lady, and she said, "I've got a job for you in sports marketing." It was basically yeah. working at a steeplechase. Oh, get out! Which is a horse race up and down the East Coast, and I didn't know anything about horses, but I went out there and did manual labor for two months. I ran will call and uh they said you did a pretty good job for us would you like to help us out with the golf tournament this fall oh interesting and Tomas, i'm going golf wait that, wait, wait hold on you didn't play golf growing up no, no at all it was it was putt putt and it was the par three course at myrtle beach every summer for Get vacation out. yeah yeah i would so, have thought you've been a golfer your whole life no and my next door neighbor longtime family friend Won the North South Amateur big big tournament in North Carolina and South yeah. Carolina. Went to NC State golf scholarship. Great player today, yeah. but I didn't grow up playing golf. Interesting. In fact, I say golf. That's that's kind of boring. <laughs> and, and and you have to be quiet too. I I don't know about that. But they said, "Don't worry, we're just going to have you drive a forklift and we'll keep you behind okay. the scenes." I said, oh, okay, that's fine. I'll do yeah. that. So as it turned out, this big public facility 
outside of Winston-Salem, North Carolina, hosted yeah. the steeplechase, but they also had two championship golf courses. Oh, wow. So the company that managed the steeplechase also managed what was known as the Vantage Championship at that time, okay. which was the senior PGA tournament. And that was a big senior PGA Tour event. Interesting. Huge event. Cost RJ Reynolds Tobacco Company was headquartered in Winston-Salem. Yeah. And so that's kind of how I got into the business Okay. was really more kind of fell into it. I didn't yeah. know with a love of golf, but I certainly love to play the golf game today. Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. So uh, I started out with the Vantage Championship and did that for a couple of years and then left to start what was going to be known as a a, uh, a developmental tour, almost like a corn ferry tour for seniors. Okay. For seniors, okay. Did that for a couple of years, okay. um, then kind of uh, got out of that, went to Charlotte to the, to the Junior Olympics, yeah. which it's a natural progression from senior golf to the Junior Olympics. Yeah, that's, that makes everybody, sense. Everybody does that, right? <laughs> makes a ton of sense. And uh, did that, and then um, after that, I did a golf project and just happened to meet a guy who said, hey, they're looking for somebody in San Antonio. And now, stop right there. Yeah. So let's, I'm, 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 this is, this is, I want you to just go back in your, your, that point when the word San Antonio hit your mind, not knowing, obviously, you've lived here for how long now? Since 98? Uh, yeah, since okay. 98, yeah. At that moment when you heard San Antonio, what popped in your brain? No idea. Exactly. No idea. Where is it? Yeah, the, the, the Alamo, and that's it, right? Did, did you know about the Alamo at that point? I knew about the Alamo, but Riverwalk and all that kind of stuff. Okay. I, I was oblivious to that. Man, I didn't did know you? about Luxury Home Magazine. I right. didn't know about Tomas Martinez. Right. I didn't know about any of that stuff then. Yeah. So yeah. you. So at that moment, were you like, let's go to San Antonio? Were you all in? Did you just say, let's let's go for it? Well, well, I was I was in between jobs at the time. Ah, and, okay. And so when I came down here and interviewed, great team. Yeah. Super nice people, very friendly people. But I tell this story that at that time, Weston Hotels was our title sponsor. Yeah. They committed for three years, 98 to 2000. Okay. And they were a great team, but they were being bought out by Starwood. Uh -huh. So they were just worried about whether they were going to have to move from Seattle, Washington to White Plains, New York. So they didn't really activate the tournament or get real involved with the tournament. Mm. Lock and Terra, we know, is a very fun resort course. Did they play the resort course or did they play Palmer? Played Palmer. resort. The resort, resort course. Played resort course. Wow. Which is super fun. Getting a cart and ride 18, blast. Yeah. But walking that? walking, caddies carrying 55-pound bags, not That's that tough. fun. Not yeah. that fun. Is that equivalent to walking is up and down like the Masters or is it more? I think it's more. It's more than the I Masters because I hear they, they that Masters is hard going up and down. I've never been, but yeah, yeah, and, yeah. and then the Masters. I don't think you have as much distances from greens to tees uh, like okay, you have yeah. at Lock and Terra. So we were like shuttling players everywhere. We had the biggest yeah. carp bill on the PGA Tour by far at okay. that time. And then we were also opposite the Presidents Cup or Ryder Cup every year because mm. we were a small tournament trying to stay alive in this big league sport. Yeah. So I joke with my buddies that the only person who would take an ops job with a PGA tour event with not a great title, not a great course and not a great date is somebody who graduated from NC state with a two five in business and didn't have a job. Sign me up. I'm, I'm ready. I'm going wherever. <laughs> I love it. So you get down in 98, yep. move down here. And yep. I, did you fall in love right away with San Antonio? Isn't this an amazing city? It's a wonderful city. It's Such a wonderful a good city. city. It's a wonderful city. And when yeah. you bring all, like, when, I, I would imagine some of the big sponsors or partnerships, people that have never gotten a chance to enjoy our city, and you bring them now out at the JW, and they get to experience the city. Yeah. Do, does everybody have the same reaction? I think they're, they're, the people who have never been here before or maybe been to Texas are just so 
amazed at what this community feels like, the hospitality, the vibe you get from the time you arrive at San Antonio International Airport and you go to the JW Marriott or you go to the the Lock and Terror Resort or Hot Hill Country. We're just blessed with so many wonderful amenities and attractions. But it really starts with the people. It's the people. You know, and the people are just, they welcome our guests with open arms. Uh, Visit San Antonio does a great job telling that story, and and we're here to to support their efforts. Yeah, yeah that's really love, cool. Love San Antonio. So go, yeah. I go. I always like to go back because you know I I feel like you know that that sixteen year old self that 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 you know that you know coming into your sixteen year old life. Go back to that time frame, right? Like, what do you think? Do you what do you remember lessons learned back then that help you today? Wow. Back when I was 16. When you're 16, high school. What lessons learned that you look back on that go, man, that made an impact or this person made an impact? Gosh, great question. Um, you know, there were a lot of people that um, I lost my dad at a young age. I was 10. Okay. And he had a heart attack and passed away unexpectedly. So, you know, there were some male figures in my life that probably made the biggest impact on me, particularly mm. at those kind of formative years from teaching you to drive yeah to uh maybe learn how to drink a little beer yeah you know maybe you know at that time yeah. drinking age was 18 yeah so 16 you're kind of 17 you're kind of getting ahead of the curve a little bit right so i had some mentors from that perspective as well but yeah. um you know just um you know i think the people in north carolina and the people in san antonio are pretty similar you kind of mm. stay in the south to this portion of what some people call the southwest yeah everybody's just genuinely friendly yeah yeah, yeah. It's awesome. Yeah. So sixteen, I, I I always look back when I, in that in that age, and I was a big sports guy. Were you a big sports guy? Did you play a lot of sports? You know, I was I was a big NASCAR fan. Okay. Um, my dad went to NC State. I grew up as a Wolfpacker, so yeah, I was a big ACC basketball fan, oh. ACC football fan. Awesome, yeah, still That's am. Awesome yeah. sports. Yes. Yeah. And I, yeah. I I still remember seeing that. I remember that game when they yeah. won. Yeah. I mean, did you watch that game when they won the national championship? I was actually a senior in high school that year. Okay. But I'd gone down to Raleigh and was staying with some buddies of mine who were freshmen at NC State. So I was on the Brickyard April 4th, 1983. (laughs) And, you know, Tomas, I still have the T-shirt. And, you know, Terry Gannon, who does a lot of golf broadcasts, he also does figure skating and some other sports. Yeah. If he ever does the Golf Channel early round broadcast for the Valero Texas Open, I have my T-shirt, I will throw it on, and I will jump in the booth with Terry Gannon because he was a starter on that team for Jimmy Valvano. Yeah, Yeah. that is so cool. What a great memory. Yeah. That's a great memory. So so let's go to the – let's talk uh, Valero, the Valero Texas Open. I mean, I'm representing today. I'm a big fan of the Valero Texas Open. Love it. Um, Talk me through just the progression of where it was and now. I mean – the amount of so tell me what amount of the charity right because because explain to people because i don't think people really understand that san antonio raises one we're the highest in donations out of almost every tournament is that correct that is correct yes um yeah we we raised a record 22 million dollars okay <laughs> from the 2022 edition of the valero texas open so the one we just had yep $22 million raised for charity. Right. $209 million cumulative since the tournament's inception back in 1922. And of that $209 million, $204 million of that has been raised since Valera became title sponsor in 2002. 
So 2002, that to was this a year, the last year. 20 years. Yeah, it's been you've been on a ride. Yeah, because the first three years I was here, um, we were just trying to stay alive on the PGA yeah. Tour, and the PGA Tour is like we're not really sure San Antonio is the best market. Yeah, maybe you guys are more suited for a Champions Tour event. We had a Champions Tour I event remember at the that. time. Yep, and uh, just the corporate base, as we know, in San Antonio yeah. is not large compared to a lot of other big cities yeah. that host professional sporting events. So 2000 was Weston's last year's title sponsor. 2001, we didn't have a title sponsor. And Interesting. We, and we were written off. And I think that if the PGA Tour had another community that had a title sponsor ready to go, had a golf course ready to go, had all the it amenities, taken. I think it would have been gone. You you could, so we could have lost – the Valero Texas Open we, in 2001. We could have lost the Valero Texas Open in 2000. So where did you play it without a title sponsor? We played it at La Quintero and uh, USA wow. Real Estate Company. It was called the La Quintero Texas Open. La Quintero was open, owned by USA yeah. Real Estate Company. Yep. So a lot of companies in town just stepped up to do their part. Wow. And it was the fall of 2001 that Valero acquired Diamond Shamrock. I remember that. Yep. And, and the CEO at the time was a very a very generous man, uh, Bill Grehe. Yep. Oh, yeah. Was here in the community. Oh, yeah. And he had said that if he ever got retail, he'd like to become title sponsor. So Valera became wow. our title sponsor, and it's been, a, it's been an amazing run. He committed to be title sponsor for three years. Yeah. And the PGA Tour said, well, you guys have still been kind of shaky a little bit, not sure. So he went ahead and exercised his two-year option. So he essentially had a title sponsor for five years. Wow. As the first jumping off point with Valero. Yeah. Yeah. That is incredible. Yeah. So 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 explain how a PGA tournament works in the sense of the charitable donation. Like how does that I've always been curious. It's like as the money is all coming in from the different sponsorships, how they direct that? Do you, does Valero get to direct that out into the community? Does it all stay in San Antonio? And does every city kind of like, they have their own person like, like yourself that kind of breaks that out as far as the money donation? Yeah, yeah, good question. So of the $22 million, um, and we are a 501c3 nonprofit. Okay. Nonprofit. So, um, so what we do is we try to, as the event managers, we try to manage the tournament to the standards that Valero has, which are very high, yeah. that the PGA Tour has, that our sponsors have, yeah. that all of our tournament patrons have, with the thought process that if we invest and build value in the tournament, we may not be able to give quite as much to charity today. We want to give away more money to charity tomorrow. Right. So we're always trying to find that balance between when do we invest in spectator amenities, sponsor amenities versus when do we give to charity? Right. Does that kind of make no, sense? That makes sense. One hundred percent. So we're building value from from a yeah. long term perspective. Yeah. Of the twenty two million dollars, about fifty percent of that's raised through a, a program we have called Champions for Charity. Okay. Which is open to any five hundred one c three nonprofit from Austin down to Corpus. Okay. And those organizations are using the Valero Texas Open as a fundraising tool. Oh, interesting. Okay. And, and so, so that, that's one way that the money's raised. Yeah. The other way is is just you know we get sponsorships. Um, we get concession money, we get ticket sales. That all goes into the pot of the twenty-two million. Of the bank, right? ah, gotcha. Yeah. Okay, so, so that's okay. a portion of it, and then also some of that money. Valero has a big charity tournament the Monday after the Valero Texas Open yes. benefit for children, which is on AM and PM Shotgun on thirteen different courses. Oh my goodness! Plus across the, the city, uh, across the city, plus the, the people that want to donate and don't want to play golf, they can go into the gun club and shoot. Yeah. So, so the Valero business partner community has been very generous 
and also helps to yeah. get to that $22 million. Now, a lot of those dollars do stay right here in San Antonio and yeah. South Texas, but Valero has a business operation or a presence refinery yes. in some other part of the United States. That refinery manager will get some nickels that he or she can share with the boys and girls. The community in that area. Yeah. That's yeah. really Absolutely. cool. Absolutely. Absolutely. That's really cool. Yeah. If if you were to, in all your years, right, doing this, so 25 years, right? 25 yep. years. Yep. Look, Think of, obviously, you get connected to some of these charities. What's the biggest, like, uh, impact that you've seen from these dollars on these charities? You know, we go and we visit some of these charities and we see some playgrounds that get built. We see some uh, medical equipment that gets provided. But I think the biggest impact is just hearing the stories from the charities when we have our Champions for Charity kickoff mm. or when we have our Champions for Charity celebration post Valero Texas Open. Mm. Hearing the success stories from these charities about how they've utilized these funds from everybody in this community. We touch all parts of the city, north, south, east, and west, Which inner city, awesome. exterior. Um, just hearing these charities talk about how they've utilized these funds to help those that, that need help yeah. now more than ever, now For more sure. than ever. Um, you know, we focus a lot on youth, yeah. kids' charities, basic needs. Um, one of my passions is, in addition to corporate partnerships, is I also work a lot with, with the military in this yes. community. And uh, I really get excited about working with, with the veterans, with the, with the active military community, um, and with the military charities like Fisher House, Folds of Honor, uh, returning heroes, all these great charities mm -hmm. that, that also need help to support our veterans and their families because we know when the veteran serves, the whole family serves. No, 100%. Yeah. 100%. And I, you know, when I, when I think back, I remember the first time I went uh, to the Valero Texas Open, it had to be, I don't know, maybe seven years ago. And I just remember you, you don't, you don't truly understand just how, cool it is to see these guys swing a golf club right like just yeah. seeing the a professional swing a golf club i don't care if you're not a fan it's a beautiful thing to watch and when rory is in a sand trap and he's three feet away from you like for pe if, if, people if you've not been to the valero texas open please it's a it's a treasure what you guys are doing for san antonio is really a treasure for our city because I remember sitting there walking with Enzo and we're watching, you know, Rory McIlroy hit a sand shot on eight on, on, on Oaks where I'm usually at. I'm usually in that sand trap. <laughs> <laughs> and I watch him hit this shot and it's perfect and it lands three feet from the hole. And Enzo and I just look at each other. And whether you're a golf fan or not, there's something for everybody at the Valero Texas Open. Can you speak to that? Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. We, like I say, we are a major community event. We've been here for, for 100 years. We just helped celebrate the 100th anniversary of the Valero Texas Open. Amazing. But there's golf, there's social, there's music. Yeah. Um, this next year, we're looking to add a ladies' event. Um, Interesting. We, we talked a little bit about military, right? So we yeah. have um, venues on site for active military, for Purple Heart recipients, we have a Military Heroes Pro-Am, complimentary admission for military. So there really is something for everybody to come out to TPC San Antonio and enjoy the scenery and the amenities. And I think what a lot of our patrons tell us that they enjoy also is, as everybody's watching their nickels in this day and age, it's economical 
very for a family of four to come out and spend not two or three hours, maybe like most traditional sporting events, yeah. but you can come out and make a whole day of it. You yep. can arrive at eight o'clock in the morning, and then you can leave at five or six or seven, stay for yeah. the concert afterwards, and really just enjoy a whole, the whole day in the fresh air. Which is yeah. beautiful. Yeah. And, and, and the, the way that it's set up, I just love how you have all this, the stands, the everything, the, the concession area uh, was an amazing setup. It's always, you know, beautiful. Um, obviously, COVID, right? It, yeah. it, 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 it made things challenging yeah. um, back in because the tournament, tell me, walk me through what happened in 2020 and in 2021 wow. during that time. Yeah. So 20, let's see, 20. 20 was the year that we got canceled. So um, it was a situation where we were like, all systems go at the beginning of Was everything built at that point? Was Just about everything was built. Oh. All the stands, all the skyboxes. We were, we were all systems go. Um, met with Metro Health. You know, everybody's like, well, COVID seems to be just kind of a bad case of the flu. Things were, were, were going fine. And then... I recall about three or four weeks before the tournament, it's all kind of a little bit of a fog right now. Um, the Houston Livestock Show and Rodeo announced they were being canceled. Which was massive news. Yeah, and so we're like... Because San Antonio Rodeo canceled, then Houston canceled, and everybody's like, uh-oh. Yeah, yeah. So, so that was kind of like the first thing that said, this is real, this is getting close, and then... Um, and then Jay, and then the uh, they canceled the uh, I think it was a you know, college basketball or NBA games started yeah. getting canceled. Um, Jay Monahan from the PGA Tour they had played the first round of the players that year in Ponte Vedra, and then they canceled that. So we were like three weeks after the players championship. So yeah. we had everything built. We were all systems go, and it was really the generosity of Valero once again, which really helped to make it palatable for all of our corporate partners because a lot of our sponsors had paid oh, yeah. at that time. And we yeah. didn't have a, a policy at that time about how to deal with this type of situation. Right. It was all new to us. Right. So Valero, through their generosity, said, we are going to front the money so if any of your sponsors need a full 100% refund, we're prepared to do that. Wow. And I think we may have been the only tournament on the PGA Tour that actually offered that luxury. Valero. I mean, they stepped Shout up again. Shout out to Valero! And wow. So we had we had every we had sponsors ranging from that wonderful that would help us so much right now. Yeah. Please give me the refund. Yeah. To, you know what? We've been blessed. We're doing good. Keep the money. We yeah. want to contribute it to charity. Yeah. And then some. A lot of our sponsors said, you know what? Why don't you just hang on to it and just roll it over to twenty twenty one? Right. 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 So right. we saw all three of those scenarios, but Valero gave us. That luxury, which from a corporate partnership standpoint, that put my team in an enviable position compared to everybody else. I'm it sure. Was, it was like, hey, we need to go and get this money back today because we invested in all these skyboxes and our vendor needed to get paid. Yep. So yep. It, was, it was a very interesting time for sure. Yeah. yeah but, it, but the goodwill, once again, from Valero shows it's a long-term Yep. Initiative. It's a long-term partnership. Yeah. And it's a long-term way that we're going to impact our community. Big time as much as we possibly can. That's why Valero is committed right now to be title sponsors through at least 28. 
Wow. At least 28. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. So then 2021, you had it, but it was minimal fans. I remember that, right? Yeah, we, we had limited attendance yeah. and kind of what I would almost call a VTO light VTO, yeah. year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We yeah. didn't build any skyboxes or any structures yeah. to speak of, yeah. but we actually sold designated spaces yeah. around the golf course yeah. with rope and stake, right. which was kind of interesting. Right. But people were all about the social distancing and yeah. wanting to be around just people that they're comfortable with. Yeah. So we basically thought outside the box and came up with this plan, this campaign yeah. that they got us through 21. And then yeah. 22 was, you know. 22 was amazing. I mean, the 100th anniversary, the 100th edition of the Valero Texas Open was. 100 years. Was, was quite special. Yeah. So, yeah. so with all these, I mean, obviously you're dealing with corporations you're dealing with I, I i'm curious because you know like obviously you're in a in a in a donation sales kind of role right you're 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 helping people uh donate to this cause to be a part of it as a sponsorship right. I, i'm curious over after 25 years of doing this what, what have you learned through this process that you could share with our audience as far as what has made you this successful because craig let's be honest you're probably one of the top in the whole PGA, right? I, I'll, I'll blow you up, okay, a little bit. I, I want you to hear that, right? Because you've, you've got to be you. one of the top people in this industry of what you do. And so what is it that you feel maybe that has given you this ability to have this level of success? Yeah, well, well thanks for those kind words, Tomas. It's, it's a team effort, 100%, whether it's the two sellers that work for me on the staff full time, yeah. our volunteer trailblazer group, the uh, volunteer sales team, the trailblazers. Yes. I mean, it's it's a team effort, number one. But I think San Antonio, as much as anywhere, people buy from people they, they know, mm -hmm. people they like, and people they trust. Mm. And that doesn't always happen overnight. You know, falling off the tournament truck, tournament truck from uh, North Carolina back in 98. Yeah. You just got to build those relationships. But I think also – Whatever you're doing, whatever your vocation is, whether it's um, something you get paid for, or you volunteer for, you have to have passion. You have to be excited about it. And I get excited, and I think my team gets excited every day about thinking, who else can we share the Valero Texas Open story with? And hopefully we can find a way for them to choose to be a part of this San Antonio tradition. You mentioned the charity. You know, a lot of companies get involved for a lot of different reasons. Mm -hmm. Sometimes it is a philanthropic initiative. Yeah. A lot of times it's for client entertainment. Yeah. Um, and I think even more so with employee retention, we're seeing a lot of our good clients that are wanting to do things for their employees. Right. So it's a lot of different reasons why a company may choose to be a part of the Valero Texas Open. And uh, my job is, is to ask the right questions to understand what their buying motivation might be, yeah. and hopefully we can can satisfy that need or that want through our various products. With a full, we've got a full range of products at price points that will satisfy anybody. No, I love that. So what I heard is um, it's relationships. People buy from people. Yeah. Right. And and I don't know if you know this. It's really interesting. My my LLC for my speaking company and my uh, speaking and coaching is KLT. It's no like trust. Yeah. And I heard that many, many years ago. And, and that's, 
I mean, know, like, trust is powerful. Right. And you've built that, right? Uh, I feel like that's one of the reasons that's helped Luxury Home Magazine be the success that it is, is uh, uh, is people know who I am, they like me, and they trust me. Yep. And they know that what I say I do, right? Um, but that word passion, right? Yeah. How do you maintain a level of passion Seri- like like deeply, I'm really yeah. curious. How do you? How have you been able to develop this level of passion for what you've been doing for the last 25 years? You know, I think it's uh, partly from the charity. That's kind of the, the obvious piece right there. When you when you see it makes a difference in the community, but I think it's also just personally challenged. Mm. You know, you know, some people are like, "Gosh, if if we if we kill it this year, then we're going to have to figure out how to do it better next year." I'm like, perfect. Yeah. Let's 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 make it as great as we can this year and we'll figure out how to make next year even better. Yeah. So it's just um that drive. And I think that's the Valero way too. Um there's a saying over on the Valero campus that every day is game day. Ooh, I love that. And so uh, you know, try to keep that momentum as much as we can. You know, yeah. every day. And and one thing about corporate sales or any type of sales is you you know, you've got the chalkboard every day, you've got wins and losses. Yes. And hopefully you have more wins than losses. I love that. You know, we, we have a great retention rate with the Valero Texas Open. We're about 85 to 90% sponsored which, retention, which is pretty high. That's really high. But you do you do always lose a few for whatever reason. Yeah. So hopefully you can keep the quote-unquote backfilling to a minimum so you can really start building on new revenue, yep. which will ultimately translate to more dollars to charity. And, and what's the goal for next year? You already have a goal set? You know, we, we haven't gotten a final goal yet. Okay. It, it will be greater than $22 million Woo! for charity. I can tell you that. That's yeah. amazing. <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah. All right. So PGA, obviously uh, the big topic everybody talks about is live, right? This this idea of live. And I, I'm, I'm always curious because here's my, my personal opinion is I've always felt like they, they, the PJ banged the drum really, really hard of just the negative connotation of it. And I think it gave Liv a lot of publicity, right? Yeah. I, I think it did. But I'm curious from your perspective, obviously you're very close with the PGA. You do a lot of work with them in conjunction, obviously with this tournament. That, that's a PGA tournament. And w- what, what do you feel as far as what this has done in terms of the game of golf? Yeah. You know, as far as the game of golf, I think the PGA Tour and the initiatives they have have done more to grow the game of golf than any other entity ever will, starting with the first T program. Right. right. You know, so I think as I far agree. as growing the game of golf, that's part of the fabric of the PGA Tour. Giving back is part of the fabric of the PGA Tour. Those are yeah. some of the cornerstones that, that, that this sport was built on. And I think that's one thing that, that tends to differentiate, at least initially, yeah. the PGA Tour from Live Golf. Um, you know, as a fan, as a spectator, um, if I'm not in the business, I want to see the best players compete more often. Right yeah. on the global stage. That's why we love to watch the majors, yeah. the players, and the Valero Texas Open. Right? Yeah, exactly. We, 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 we want to see all. We <laughs> want to see the right. stars compete more and more. And I think what Liv has done um, is maybe kind of fractured that yeah. a little bit. Yeah. To where you've now got two camps. Yeah. So um, it'll be interesting to see what Augusta National. Have they not decided year. yet? They haven't decided. Oh, and, interesting. You know, and obviously Liv has applied to 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 start garnering world golf ranking points. Right. But that may take some time to decide that. So, you know, it, it'll be interesting as, as a spectator when I cut on the Masters next year. Yeah. Am I going to get to see 
some of the past champions that are now playing live golf, like Dustin Johnson or yeah. Patrick Reed, or Phil Mickelson, right? Are, are they going to be invited back? Are they going to be playing or not? Yeah, um, that's interesting that that hasn't been decided yet. I didn't know that, Craig. Yeah, yeah, I did not know that. So, so you know, as a fan, yeah, I like to see these top guys play. You want to head to head more often. Yep. And right now, I think Liv has, has kind of fractured that a little bit. Obviously, yeah. the PGA Tour has come up with with greater purses. Yeah, for a talk about of that. You were telling me that earlier. Yeah. Talk about they were going to do was it fifteen over twenty million dollar purses, and now they've moved, they've changed it. What it, was that? It was going to be initially thirteen tournaments. Thirteen, okay. Um, and now they're going to grow that to seventeen events. Wow. And they're also going to ask the marquee players to play at least 20 tournaments this next year. How do they decide which tournaments get those purses? Is that a sponsor that is stepping up? How do they decide that? I'm just curious. Yeah, yeah. Part of that was majors. Um, and then you look at, at tournaments like uh, Bay Hill, which was Arnold Palmer's tournament. Yes. Memorial Tournament, which is Jack's tournament. So there were some tournaments. Um, the tournament up in Austin, which is a World Golf Championship event. Yeah. Yep. 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 So, that, so that's how some of those were decided right now. Ah, For these okay. next four tournaments, though, it will be very interesting to see if there are events that raise their hand. Maybe they have a title sponsor. That steps or up. Or they have some dollars that they can say, hey, we would like to be included in this portfolio. Right. Yeah. How does that How does that work with like a, a Valero Texas Open situation? It do, does, does that, does, does the PGA, they look at all tournaments? Mm. Are they looking for a particular like destination? Mm. Or are they mainly looking for a sponsor that wants to step up to make that? I think it's kind of a combination of both, Tomas. But okay. they just announced this yesterday. So oh, that was yesterday. That's that was right. Yesterday. So everybody's okay. still trying to kind of figure that out. Okay. How, what's going to be the criteria? Are they going to be tournaments? They're going to be stateside. Yeah. Or are they going to be maybe the the RBC Canadian Open? Yeah. You know, how's that all going to shake out? I think still is yet to be seen. But we know that golf is no different from a lot of sports. So dollars, dollars talk loud. Yes. And so, uh, so we'll just. It'll be very curious to see in the next. I, I I do I do think, and this is you know. One of the one of the things that has kind of come away from this is that it is gonna it, it's it's restructuring some of the payout right in a yeah. in a in a in a different way it's it's making the purses bigger right for in as far as the PGA how does that affect because one one commentator I've heard is that because of the structure and the charity because every tournament is basically it's they're raising charity dollars right it's it's yep. every tournament based on that in the PGA yeah yeah there's only like. Maybe three or four tournaments that are not 501c3 status. Okay. But they still are raising money for charity. They're yep. still raising money for charity. So you have this charity uh, 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 money. And if, honestly, it sounds like the PGA would have to almost restructure to some extent in order to grow those bigger purses. But that would mean less money to charity. That wouldn't be a good thing. Yeah. What you, are your thoughts on that? You know, um, so... Most purses on the PGA Tour are kind of a, a partnership between the title sponsor and the PGA Tour, right? Because oh. they're co-sponsored tournaments. And I believe the television rights have escalators every year. Okay. So they may get more greater television or media rights next year, which could help to augment some of these purses. They Got may look it. to the local community to, to augment some of these purses as well. So there's a lot of different ways. Um, they may go into some reserve funds. You okay. Know, you know. In, in terms of the PGA's reserve funds, yep. where they can start funneling that into the tournament to raise purses, should should they, should they choose to? Yeah, got well, it. They did some of that with the COVID year. Okay, and so um, that's a possibility because I mean this is 
This is a battle that the PGA Tour is unfamiliar with. Oh, 100. We've never had this before. Yes. So it's going to be interesting to see when the dust settles. Yeah. What's good for the game? What's good for the global impact of the game? Yeah. And um, it's going to be exciting times. It's going to be exciting times. You know, I like the PGA Tour's chances. Um, One thing, though, uh, you know, Greg Norman had always said that, that he felt like the players were underpaid. Yeah. They, they were undervalued and give them a little credit on this one. I mean, everybody's playing for more cash today uh, because of it, as, as a result, that's a good point. That's 100%. a good point, right? Like he, yeah. he raised the stakes in the, the, for people to, to turn an eye to that. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, it's interesting too. uh, you know, Tiger and Rory just announced their new, and I don't know if it's a league. I don't know if it's a brand. I don't even know. I, I, I you know, have you heard anything about this? I've just, just what I've read. Just what I've read. So yeah, it's, it's like all, a Monday night to... league, and it's like a yeah. two hours format. Yeah, it's like yeah. what can you do in two hours with golf? <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah. I, I've yeah. never been able to play golf in two hours. Although yeah. some of these pros can play pretty fast. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. I don't know. It's going to be interesting. Golf is changing so fast. It's yeah, and um. If there is one positive that did come out of COVID is golf has flourished oh my since gosh. COVID. Whether you're talking about golf on TV, yeah, professional golf, the local clubs, yeah. memberships, memberships, kids, Ooh. interest. Yeah. You know, it's something that, that people are really getting back to. This is something that's fun. You can do as a family. You can play yeah. outside. You feel like it's safe. Um, golf is golf is in a very healthy spot. Right golf now. is winning. Golf and that's winning. the best part about yeah. this, right? Golf is winning. Yeah. Now, it just it just dawned on me, right? Like this world ranking situation. Isn't Liv only doing three rounds for a tournament? That's they're, correct. They're only playing 54 holes. That's they're correct. only playing 54 holes, right. which, I mean, if you watch any golf, right? If, you, if you're only playing three days, you know, it's that's a little bit of a, an advantage for, I would say, for some golfers up, uh, over other golfers. And you can't compare a three rounds of golf compared to four rounds of golf. So how did, that's going to be difficult to make that well, well, how, for how, world rankings. Having three rounds and also have limited, very limited fields. And very limited fields. You don't have as many people playing. Yeah. So how many people are, are playing in their tournaments? I think it's right around 48. Yeah. Are you serious? Yeah. Yeah. So these are these are small fields, fifty-four holes. So it's going to be interesting to see how that all shakes out. And Forty-eight that'll be up to players the, is nothing. Yeah, that'll be up to all the, the golf sanctioning bodies to to get together and figure out what's best for the game. Yeah. yeah. I how I wonder even why they even moved to three days. Just they wanted to give the players quote unquote more time, I guess. Or I think the players just kind of maybe felt like four days was a grind. Was, yeah. And so they're trying to make it quote unquote fun. Yeah. Enjoyable for the players. So it's just it's it's thinking outside the box in a whole new realm for right. sure. Which, you know, uh, we were talking about this a little bit earlier. You know, it looks like Liv is going to have some conversations with the LPGA tour. Right. You didn't mention which that. Yes. which will be interesting to see what that partnership might look like and how that changes in the landscape for ladies golf. Because that is growing mm-hmm. on a global stage. Massive. So rapidly, yeah. So rapidly. So, yeah. so meaning the LP uh, PGA is are they not connected with the PGA? Are they not the same entity? They're separate entities. You Look, know, it's, it's the PGA Tour, it's the LPGA Tour, and then you have the PGA of America, which is your club professionals that are teaching lessons day in and day out, uh, men in the golf shops. Those men and women, they're doing a great job making sure that 
Everybody who shows up has a great experience. Right. Yeah. So then they, they're, they're talking of, of possibly combining live with the LPGA. Yeah, that's that's the initial talk right now or some wow. type of a partnership which could enhance purses for these ladies. Yeah. And uh, potentially grow the, the LPGA. That would grow it. That, that's interesting. Yeah. That's yeah. very interesting. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so, you know, wrapping this up, uh, uh, Craig, I really appreciate you being on TM3 Impact, man. This has been a lot of fun. I, I'm curious, like, what are you reading right now? What 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 uh, books have, 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 if you were to think of a book that you've had that you've given to other people, maybe on your team, they're like, hey, yeah. you want to be on our team? You got you got to read this book. You've got a lot of interns. Yeah. Tell me, what like, what, what is it that you uh, promote, you well, share? Wow, that, that's... Uh Thanks for asking that question, Tomas. And thanks for having me on here, man. This this is a lot of fun. This it is. is a lot of fun. Yeah. I'm a little nervous with uh, Crystal over there, but I, but I got over that. Yes. So, so pretty. Um, there are a couple of books that I that I like from my, members of my team to yeah. read. Um, one is one called Raving Fans. Ooh, yes. You know, we don't like satisfied customers. We like raving fans. That's so cool. simple, so easy to read. Yeah. Um, that's one. Um, there's one called uh, Seven Days at Link's Utopia. Golf, sa- golf Sacred Journey. You may be familiar with I that. I do not know that one. That Say was it written, again, Seven? Uh, seven Days of the Lynx Utopia. Okay. And uh, it was written by David Cook. Dr. Okay. David Cook, who's a well-known sports psychologist. Yep. And, I know uh, David Cook. A friend of mine. So he wrote that, you know, which turned into the movie with uh, Lucas Black and uh, Robert Duvall that was really? filmed out of Utopia and then at Boot Ranch. Interesting. I so, didn't. I didn't know that. I didn't so, know they made it into a movie. Yeah. It's, it's another easy read. Okay. Great book. And what I like about that book is it really focuses on the mental approach to the game. There's no um, swing positions, ball positions, so much as just how do you approach every shot? Hmm. How do you see see the shot, feel the shot, trust the shot? And, um, you know, it it shares uh, David's faith at the end of the book, which I I think could change lives for eternity. No, number one. I that's where I met Dave Cook. I yeah. went to um, Oak Hills, yeah. and they had a men's retreat. Yeah, and I was so excited. And he came and spoke at the men's retreat. Yeah, he's just a little bit passionate. We talked uh, about passion, just just a little bit. Oh, uh, he yeah. was amazing. Yeah. Oh, it was amazing. And then it, I saw he came out with another book, uh, Greatest. I think it was Greatness. 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 Yep. Greatness. There you go. Yeah, came out with another book uh, uh, that I haven't had a chance to read. Oh, yet, but dude, you've got to read that. Yeah, you've got to read that. I mean, I'm a huge David Cook fan, but. He takes what he's learned with working with professional athletes and people in the boardrooms over the last 30 to 40 years. Yeah. And it will change your life and it will change you in business. So you've read greatness? Life. Dude, I'm, I've read greatness 10 times. 10 times. Really? 10 times. I love books that you can read in two hours. No, no, no. That's always good. No, <laughs> yeah, no. I'm and, with you. And they're written in simple terms. But what David does is he takes his, his experiences working with these high-performing athletes yeah. and makes it relevant to anybody, whether you're an athlete or not, about how you can become a high performer. Yeah, yeah, I and, love that. and he, I love the way he defines greatness as basically selfless exceptionalism is how he defines greatness. Huh. And that takes it one step further to mean um, using the gifts and talents you've been provided with to make those around you better. Mm. You can tell I've drunk the David Cook Kool-Aid, man. Kool-Aid, man. Well, I, I want to drink some yeah. of this Kool-Aid. <laughs> I need to have him on the show. That's yeah. fantastic. Yeah. Wow. And he lives here. He used to live here. Okay, he moved. Okay. He used to live here. He moved to Fort Worth area, and now he lives in uh, in Colorado. In Colorado. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. He's probably writing more books then. But but he is yeah. going to be making an appearance, uh, I think, the third week in November. 
Oh really? Here in San Antonio? Oh really? Um, there's a nonprofit. Jot called, that down, Crystal. There's a nonprofit yeah. called iCare, which yeah. um, um, provides vision services to those that that are in need here in yeah. San Antonio. Uh, it's located down at Haven for Hope. Wait, did you, aren't you on that? Are you on the board for that? Uh, or are you? Yeah, 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 I happen to be on the, the board yeah. for that. Yeah. So, well, tell us about it. I want to yeah. hear about it. Yeah. So, so iCare is a, is a faith based organization. Yeah. That um, really is open to any person who needs help. Seeing better. Okay. That could be anything from glasses to cataract surgeries to whatever you need so that you're more productive in life. You get more out of life. It yeah. could be reading a grocery list. Yeah. It could be going back to work. It could be playing with your grandkids. If you need help, we're there to be your vision center um, at no charge if you're not able to pay. But, um, you know, it's, it's been a lot of fun being a part of eye care and, and really making a difference in our community. And uh, we have a new program, a new initiative we launched three years ago to really try to reach veterans and their family members. Hmm. And uh, our first breakfast, we had um, ODARC 30 breakfast. We had, um, we had Sal Junta, a Medal of Honor recipient, come and speak to us, which was phenomenal. Wow. Um, we had uh, David Faraday. The next year, kind wow. of shook it up just a little bit. Just a little. And Dave was high energy at breakfast. He I was high bet. energy at breakfast. <laughs> and we felt like coming off COVID, everybody needs an extra laugh, right? That's right. So, so he was phenomenal, very generous with his time. Okay. And this year, we're, uh, we're going to go with Dr. Cook, who uh, grew up in a Marine family. So he has a military connection, but he's going to come and really just share some of his wisdom. Can um, people buy tickets to this? People can buy uh, tables to tables this. Tables to this? Tickets. Okay, we yep. got to. I want to make sure we put this on the YouTube link. What's the? Is there a website people can go? Because uh, I know a lot of people in San Antonio know who Dan Cook is. They yeah. they know David him. Cook. David yeah. Cook. Excuse yep. me. Yep. They know who he is. Yep. And especially they, a lot, especially there's a lot of Baylor Bears in this town. Yeah. And and David's a Baylor alum. He studied okay. undergraduate at Baylor before he went to UVA. Right. Get his doctorate. So, um, yeah. If you go to I Care hyphen sa.org high care hyphen sa.org yep. and they can buy tables to this they, event they can buy tables to this event and it's november 3rd it's uh november. november it's the thursday before thanksgiving okay that's i think that's like the 16th but double check yep. i will yep. don't worry yep. we'll put it on the youtube we'll let everybody okay. know that'd be, um, that'd be fantastic I, I would imagine this sells out every year it does it does it does it's a it's a great event and it's a fundraiser for our veterans okay. and their families yeah. and uh everybody leaves there Hopefully with the fired up, fired up, ready to go. No, that's killer. And how, and that's the way people could donate as well. Yeah. Can they donate on that same website? Yes. If they want to donate. Yeah. That's fantastic. Now going back to raving fans, I'm curious yeah. with yeah. raving fans, what do you think is the one thing that you really try to help your team create raving fans? Because obviously you've got an 80 something percent, 85% retention with your sponsors, right? Which is amazing. Very right. difficult to do, right. right? What is it that you're doing that's creating these raving fans for the Valero Texas Open? You know, I think, uh, you know, and, and if you've read the book, it's so simplistic, right? It, it, it's great. Um, you know, I think listening. Mm. I think, um, you know, there, there's an acronym, WAIT, which stands for Why Am I Talking? Right, which we're talking a lot right now. <laughs> oh, I but, forgot about that. Keep good talking about yeah, that. That's yeah, so good. Yeah, Wait. Yeah. Why am I talking? So you know, I think a, a fabric or the theme of raving fans a lot of times is just listen to your customer. Listen to your customer when you're talking to them, trying to discover what what their buying needs may be. But then once they've made that selection, listen to your customer. Stay connected with your customer through the fulfillment process, and listen to your customer after. They've had that buying experience. 
Because you want to not only have them a customer one time, but hopefully you'll keep them a customer for life. I love that. Yeah. That is good. Yeah. That is really, really good. Well, Craig, listen, I appreciate you being on TM, TM3 Impact, yeah. and I look forward to seeing you out uh, on the golf course. Hey, my fun, we're, Tomas. We're resting. We're ready. Hey, bring your checkbook. I'm ready. <laughs> Have an awesome day, Craig. We'll see you okay. soon. Okay, thanks so much.